Stock. I'm here from the Verona Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Verona, Wisconsin. And what we got to do tonight is we're coming off a day of sunshine, uh, mostly part, partly cloudy weather. It's just it was very nice. Uh, 75. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. And it got me to the point of being a lazy summer day. Another one of those days where I'm just lazy. But I've been doing some thinking about the uh, the Madden game and how much I like it. Uh, this could be this could be pretty short because I I just got it. I got the Madden game and I'm, I'm going to go through it and give you guys some uh, feedback on it. What I play is, I don't get involved in the uh, over online stuff. I usually just play the uh, play now. You just pick a couple teams and play it out. You know, it, it's fun. It's good enough for me. You know, I don't need to be uh, racking my brains all about playing somebody else because I get really freaking super competitive and it really hurts when I get beat and I just get really pissy. So... <clears throat> Again, like that, enough of the computer takes me apart. Or I just shut it off and go to a different game. <laughs> Only the, uh, the one of the, the strikes, I'm going to start out with a strike of the, and uh, I don't like is these corner reactions they have on the sidelines, and uh, it's 34 to nothing, and they're dancing around and high fiving each other and hacking like, acting like a bunch of cornballs. And, uh, you know, reality was is that. Unfortunately, these guys have been playing Madden so much that they start doing that stuff. It's, <clears throat> you know, it's not cool to be doing that. But, uh, you know, and reality is that their avatars, I understand that, and they get to a certain part of the game or whatever, and they just got it all programmed in. You know, they... Uh, they get the touchdown and stuff like that, and they celebrate. That's fine. I don't mind that at all. But like I say, throwing interceptions, you get the linemen high-fiving each other, I tell you. <laughs> all right. What I'm going to talk about is the uh, they've got excellent ratings on all the players, and the players are players are who they are. You know, it's it's it's, it's amazing. It's amazing the graphics they have. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's so realistic. You know, it's, I remember back in 1997 when I was playing Madden in my apartment. You know, it's 20, yeah, it's 26 years ago. All they had was a number and it was running through, you know, all they had was a number. That's all they had. And it was fun. It was a good time. You know, I just wish they could go to that back to those, bust up that union thing, and go back to the old numbers in the play in the plays. You know, like the '65 Packers, the '66 Packers, the uh, you know, and, and teams like you know that the '90 uh, or that '94 uh, 49ers, stuff like that. You know, like the old-time teams, and make it come in. You know, like this, the '74 Steelers. You know, stuff like that. 
you know, she could go back there to like it. I'd like the game a lot more, but you know, I don't mind it now. It's now it's pretty cool too. With the, uh, you know, I just don't like. I don't like the. I'm different because I don't like the single individual players. You know, I don't like that stuff. I want to see the old teams. Um. But that's the way it is now, and I accept that. It's the different uh, different culture. And I'm kind of getting to be a little bit old to be playing Madden, so being 55 years old <laughs> in September, September 9th. So they have... She's going to go through some of the player ratings on here. Obviously, being a Packer fan, they have Jordan Love being a uh, 72 and... Tristan Watson's a 79. You know, and, and a lot of the other guys too. So what, what's going on with it? We're playing the preseason all right now. And uh, it's become it's coming down to the final part of the uh, of the preseason. And what's, what I see is they're going to be able to go through and do the... Uh, I would think they'd be giving some uh, ratings out and being, adjusting the ratings. Like Jordan was, or Jordan loves like a 72, and he's a lot better than that. He's having a lot better camp than that too. And same thing with Christian Watson. Um, those are just those are just a few. I could go probably go through each team like that, but it was you know, you know, it's like and I got down here. The key word is potential for these guys, and you know, for these guys to get their ratings up, they. They don't go by potential in that game. They go by what's what's happening. You can make that adjustment within a day, too. You know, just as the day happens, it's over with at the end of the, uh, you know, at the 11 o'clock hour coming up Monday Night Football. They can make that adjustment to, uh, they can make that adjustment to the roster and they can adjust everybody's ratings. Tackling? I got on your tackling is exceptional reality. They're, you know, it's like last year, and I agree that one of the things they've improved is how you see the tackling and how you see them actually tackling the ball carrier and taking them down instead of just bouncing off them. And uh, it wasn't too bad like that last year, but it's so much, so much better this year. And I enjoy the. Uh, I enjoy the uh, the real uh, fundamentals of tackling. Um, so the the punting is very uh, it's very good. You know the thing that I need the the optional uh, the ratings of the punters too. And, you know, they have their strong side where they can kick out, and they have their bad side. So, you know, I like to cough and corner kick still, um, just like they did in the old days, but they can only do it to one side yet easily. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty easy to do on the... On the one side, it's pretty easy to do, and I believe that would be the left side. And going, uh, I think it's going north. 
And, um, you know, it just comes down to, it comes down to the fact that, uh, you know, I love kicking the ball out of the two-yard line. Oh, the speed, uh, the guys with speed, it's unbelievable that they, uh, they can run like that and the way they have them listed and the way they have them, uh, you know, it, it was it was the same way last year, but, you know, I'm just saying is that the speed reality is, is unbelievable. Um, the way these guys can run and outrun each other. And, you know, it, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty like, um, it's pretty more, it's pretty monotonous for me to say something like that because you know, the culture of the day is the fact that you guys would realize that. You guys would sit here and look at that and go, so what? <laughs> He's fast. You know, I'm, I'm from the old I'm from the old day of, like I said, I'm from the old day of these guys running around with uh, number 79 in just a block. Or, you know, it's just, it, it looks like uh, looks like the old days when uh, the actual first Atari came out. And there's a blip, and there was just, and you sit there and, and beat the, uh, beat the, and you sat there and knocked the, played like ping pong and stuff. Well, it was just so funny because back then, you know, how different it was. But now it's the, uh, the avatars are so incredible. And, you know, not only speed, but the, uh, well, the, all the options and the avatars are just, you know, and then when you got the big guys that uh, the star players, and they have, you know, the ability to, to cut, to move, and you know, and to cover the receiver and break up the pass, and the, uh, the aggressiveness of the corner, and you know, and you notice that stuff, and you go, oh my God, I can throw this deep, and what's awesome when you throw the deep ball, and he goes and runs down and gets it, you know, and, and it doesn't get. It doesn't get stuck in a hillside like it did in uh, 1984 in uh, <laughs> television. All right. But you guys can see what I'm talking about. If you guys want to go back and play that game, I don't think I would because, oh, Lord. It's the days of, the days of yesteryear. So I really like I really like them that part and uh, I like the competition. You know, it's I move myself up a level too. And I'm I'm doing all right. It's more uh, it's much more competition. I move myself up to uh, to all pro competition from uh, uh, the other two levels. You know, and I like the fact that the game doesn't have cussing. Or, you know, and it's good for the kids to play. Um, it's just fun. It's, you know, the only thing I worry about is these, how they uh, how they have it set up now for, you know, that you can go all over the world and play people from all over the world and stuff like that. And, you know, and just stay out of the betting, you guys, please. Play it right. And, you know, you don't need to be betting money on a, on a video game. Please. There's too many people that do that and just screwing themselves up mentally and physically. And, you know, so 
I just wanted to say that. Please don't do that. Yeah, just I said that the uh, the player art is incredible. The graphics, I should say. And, you know, and I give these guys a lot of credit because of the, uh, John Madden, to the, the ratings, like I said before, the player ratings are right on target. You know, and, and being able to cut maneuver over these running backs and stuff like that, or the wide receivers, that's fun to do. You know, I can see him hit the hole, I can see the block coming, bang, and there's the block, and then you go right behind him. You know, and, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me, but that to me, that's a lot of fun. You never have to, uh, you know, and you're always hoping that, hey, get this, hopefully this guy blocks him because. It's fun to see these guys, these, uh, the guards come out of nowhere and just block, pick a beautiful block, and you can get get out in the open and get out, you know, when you're moving out in the open. Jonathan Taylor so much fun in that game. Oh, man. You know, he's one of my favorites, and, uh, you know, I like Alex, or I like the guy from the Bills, too, the, uh, the quarterback, Josh Allen, I believe it is. And he is, he's the type of guy that you can just roll him on the pocket and just take off and scramble. Or you can do the do a quarterback draw play right up the middle. Um, but yeah, I love this game. I think I'm going to get the NBA game, too. I like doing, uh, I like doing the, you know, playing the game and, and seeing what, what's different this year from last year. And, and, you know, it's one of these things, too, that you're going to see in the future is that, Pretty soon you're going to be able to jump in the TV, <laughs> and you're going to be you're going to play it in reality. Uh, and you know it's it's fun to uh, fun to think about that, and it's fun to think about the. Uh, the one thing I can say is that I wish the uh, the weather conditions were a little bit different. They the rain they only have the light rain. I wish they'd have a little bit more of a driving rainstorm. You know, and they don't have, that's the problem is it doesn't get muddy anymore in the players in the field today, I was up today. It's just that freaking artificial, it's just artificial looking grass. It's that sport turf, you know, and unfortunately the, uh, the fields drain so well that they don't get bottled, they don't get water blocked. But, uh, you know, those are some of my favorite games I like to watch is the mud. The, the snow thing too is they don't have they don't have the blizzard from 1985 when the Packers were playing the where the Buccaneers were up playing the Packers at Lambeau and uh, in December and uh, that that was a uh, that was cool that was very cool Steve Young Steve Young was a uh, young man back then so. So that's probably about, about it, you know, and I would say, yeah, I would say definitely is a, the game at elementary, elementary level is, for me, is, is phenomenal, and, um, I believe, and I like the part it's clean, too, and it's not a, uh, it's not a game where people are getting injured and people are getting knocked out, and, 
you know, there's blood everywhere and stuff like that. I believe in football. And uh, I like hardcore football, obviously, but I don't like to see the uh, the injuries and stuff like that. And the, you know, and, and that has an effect on other kids, too. So, you know, I just want to have, uh, just kind of have fun. I want to make sure that everybody enjoys Madden and enjoys the, uh, the competition. So, if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do. And I say that with the power of love. Hey, it's Jack. I'm here from the Sports and Spiritual Library here in my apartment in Bruno, Wisconsin. And what I want to address is the, uh, just the Brewers and their, uh, their final, their, their call-up is going to be on September 1st. We'll be recalling some of these guys on the minors because the, uh, the rosters are going to expand. So that'll be interesting because you know, everybody's all fired up about Keston here. Well, reality is, is can he hit when he gets up here? Is he going to be like the last couple of years? You know, if they play the Pirates, he'll hit because he he, he manhandles the Pirates. But it seems like with anybody else that he has trouble. And he struggles and he strikes out so much. So they're going to have, they're, they're going to, I think he's in 305. He's got 22 home runs down in Nashville right now. She's having a good year, and he's hitting over 300. So they might as well take a chance on him and put him in the lineup and uh, see what he can do for the last few games, you know, and give him a chance, give him five games to play and see where he goes, see where he's at. Because, you know, next year then they can include him in on a trade if he starts playing well, or they can take Maybe he can make the playoff roster, and that's what uh, that's what's important. Uh, they're they're going to be a. Uh, I believe the Brewers are going to make the playoffs. You know, I I certainly do, and I don't know sometimes about. You know, we have all these people, the prognosticators, and these guys that are that are taking down. Uh, you know, going through these di- dissecting the team and all that stuff, and. And you know I like that stuff I really do, but sometimes it gets so uh, it gets annoying because of all different uh, all the different takes on it. So I hope you guys find me uh, hope you guys find me not annoying. But uh, you know I'm gonna start out here too. I want to talk about I want to talk about the roster for the uh, the sounds and uh, Nashville sounds. Oh, wow, it's called Nashville Sounds, and it's got Nashville. I mean, hey, there you go, right? Little, uh, little country music capital of the world. So, with, with the roster, they've got Tyler Black as the second baseman, and he is just having a monster year. You know, he's the guy that, he's the guy that he's got a good, all he has is a good walk to uh, strikeout ratio. And, but yeah, he always has a good strikeout to walk ratio, plus he's the, uh, he's, uh, he's a guy that can be a, can almost be like a pest, because he's 5 feet, he's 5'10", he's 204 pounds. And this year he's been uh, he's been doing really well. He's got a 
You got 907 OPS. He says it's hitting 269, but just remember something. Batting average is meaningless right now because of the way the players swing in their big swings. And it's all about OPS right now because nobody makes, so many players make, hardly make any contact. And they're just they're big sluggers. They just look at the OPS. You know, because he's got 20 doubles. This nice stat here is nine triples. He's got uh, 75 walks to 87 strikeouts. And with those triples, you know, he's, we know he's got speed. He's got 50 stolen bases. And that, to me, is a uh, speed is part of his game that That I believe is going to, uh, it's going to be a big difference maker in the uh, in the majors for him when he comes back and he comes up. And that could be next year. Um, that's the thing they got here. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at MLB Brewers top thirty pipeline, and they got him. They got him when they were uh, compensation, uh, two thousand and twenty one. And he was the 33rd pick overall, 33rd pick overall in that, uh, in that draft. And he's out of right, right state. So he, uh, he had 353 over 500 plate appearances. He was the Horizon, uh, 2019 Horizon Freshman of the Year. Um, I'm not telling you guys to bore you. I'm just kind of giving his background. If I'm boring you, I'm sorry. All right. Well, anyways, but uh, you know he he was in the Arizona Fall League last year, which is great. I'm just trying to give these guys some background on these guys that are probably going to be coming up. You know, um, you know, there's another guy too that uh, that I was looking at. And it surprised me. Is uh, this is kind of off the beat. And Eric Lauer, Eric Lauer is not doing any. He's horrible in, in uh, Nashville. So do not look for him to come up. If he comes up, I'd be surprised. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, he's really struggling. Last year, is super for the Brewers. This year, he's the, uh, he's the number he's the game one opening pitcher, I believe, last year in the, uh, in the playoffs. I might be wrong again, but who knows? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's 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 sad what happened, what's going on with him. But he's a uh, we're getting back to Tyler Black. Uh, you know, it, it's he's gonna be he's gonna come up because of his speed. You know, I don't know if he's gonna hit that. Much. I don't know if he's gonna get a chance to hit that much or not. But uh, you know, he's. He's been playing third base from what I see. Um, he's, a, he's, he's got the ability. He's got, he's got a lot of ability. He needs to improve his hitting, obviously. He, he bats left-handed. That's a good start. Looks like he's a big... He's 5 feet 10, 204 pounds. Which is a... Uh, 
He's, he's built like a he's built like a third baseman. There's no doubt about that. So his best uh, his best attribute is going to be his his hitting ability, but then it's going to be his running ability too. So let's go over him quickly. Then you go back to Jackson Churio. I look for him to be on the roster probably maybe the last week of the season or so. Just to play him and show him off. Um, he's, he's having a great year again. He's he's 19 years old. He's 5'11", 165 pounds. He's got a good... He's got a brother playing in the, uh, in the, in the minors too and I believe he's with the... Uh, I believe he might be with the Diamondbacks organization. He's he a seat, uh, he's got the same stats as uh, Cheerio. I'm sorry, Jackson Cheerio. He's a Cheerio too. So hell, imagine that, huh? So, two of best right handed throws, right handed. He's a he signed with the Brewers as a shortstop for one point eight million dollars, which is that's a great signing. And. uh He started into coming to the uh, in his own in the Dominican Summer League. He really started to surprise some people. He started. I think he must have had one of those arms that would be throw the ball to the uh, to the stands because they switched him off to center field. We opened the season with Carolina in May and ended the year at double A. Last year he hit two, well, it was last year he did this, but he had 280, 342, 534, 342 on base, 538 slugging. So that's, uh, he was an 880. He was 880, which is pretty solid for OPS. And this year he's, he's right around the, he's right on the, he's right in the, I believe he's right on 800 this year. Yeah, he's, he's, he's has 797 OPS. And, um, he's on base, or slugging is 464. He's got an on base average of 333. He's got 20 doubles. He's got 19 home runs. And look for him to be more of me. He's only got two triples, but when he gets a little bigger and he's going to be starting to hit the ball a little harder, he's going to start to get more triples, and he's got 34 stolen bases, which what you're looking at is a, uh, I think he's going to be a 20-40 guy in the majors and be an excellent defensive outfielder. He reminds me, I know there's, I know there's going to be some open mouths on this one, well, I'm kind of an old-time guy. He reminds me of Roberto Clemente, and you know he's got a lot of the same, a lot of the same skill sets. But you know, that doesn't matter. He's still got to go out and do it, right? But what I'm talking about too, you know, maybe he can be a, 
he can look to Ronald Acuna and see what he can do there. And, uh, you know, everybody's going to be judged by that because Acuna's so damn awesome. Um, so that's who the guys have got to bring up. And you got Brillick's already up there. Jefferson Quero is going to be, he's another catcher that they have. He's the third on the list for the prospects in the top 30. And uh, he's, uh, he's doing well. He's doing well at Biloxi. He's got a 794 OPS, which I'm sure he's getting tired by this time of the year. He's got 11 doubles. He's got 14 home runs already. And three stolen bases, but he's he is a catcher, so you know they might not have. You know, don't look for him to be coming off because of his uh, lack. He's so young. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's just like twenty-two years old, and uh, he's gonna be. He's gonna need to stay down in the minors. So then, uh, the next thing, too, is uh, to watch for is Mizzirowski. Jacob Mizzirowski is his name. He can flat out throw some serious freaking gas. He's over 100 miles an hour, and uh, I see they got him on the DL for the, for the Brewers, and I believe he's all right. I believe what they're doing is they're arresting him for the uh, for the postseason for the Brewers to can put him in the bullpen. Um, he seems to be a, uh, you know, when you have a 70 for a fastball and you have 70 for a slider and your curveball's a 55, and if he, he, the only thing he needs to work on is his control. He's gonna. He's probably gonna be pitching out of the bullpen for the Brewers because he's so uh, he's so dominating. So that's what uh, that's what I would uh, I would be looking for with this guy. So the other guy too, I see maybe that could come up and help them out is. Uh, it's Robert Gasser. And they got him as estimated time of arrival as 2023. Well, I, I would think so because, you know, he's, he's a left-hander and he's got moxie. And uh, what I mean by that, he has the attitude of, we're going to win and I'm going to win. And he's, he's, got a, he's got a decent one-loss record. He's like 9-1, but I don't pay too much attention to that. He's striking out. He's got more strikeouts than he's got. Uh, he's got more strikeouts than walks. He's 24 years old. Six feet, 192 pounds. He throws left-handed, bats left-handed. Bounced around in, in the uh, bounced around in college, which is cool. He put on a bunch of good frat parties, and they, and they probably suggested that he needed to leave. 
But no, I'm just joking. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be uh, interesting to watch this guy to, to develop. But I could, I think he's going to be up in the bullpen. You know, he can probably come up in the middle of the month or so, more or September. But he seems to be, he seems to have what it takes to, you know, keep batters off balance. He's a uh, old 90s guy with a both four-seamer and a sinker from Low arms, low arm slot. His low 80 slider has developed into a plus pitch with impressive horizontal sweep that can be used against both lefties and righties. So, I don't want to bore you guys, but he's, he's, he's he should be up there in the bullpen. And, uh, Another guy is Carlos Rodriguez. He's gonna he'll be getting called up here too. It's supposed to be two thousand and uh, twenty-three uh, ETA estimated time of arrival. And he's got the ability to jump in the bullpen and do some good work too, so So he's got he's got He's got a good fastball, sits in the low 90s, touching 95. Uh, he's got a good movement on it. Got, it's a riding fastball in his own. He's got mid-80s changeup, draws his strong reviews with impressive fade. That helped him keep lefties to a 551 OPS in 2020, compared to the 615 sported by the righties. It's mid-80s slider. Dives away from same side batters. Just an average offering in the uh, in the end. It gives him a gives him more well rounded arsenal. Yeah, I like that guy too. So the Brewers are starting to put together a really nice uh, a real nice prospect list, and you know, and they they did a good job of trading this year and they've gotten they've gotten good players but got hardly got given up anything and and uh Matt Arnold is, is making himself known as one hell of a good GM. But yeah they gave up uh what they gave they gave up uh, mostly it was guys that were too old or too young to be uh to be good trade to be good trade bait. And that's the thing they got, they got good players for him. Well, Andrew Chapman is uh he's a mulligan. Just bones him right out of that. But I like Santana. I think Santana's a good leader. He's, hell, he's a great first baseman plus he plus Martana can is a clutch hitter and he's He's a winner. That's what I see in him too. And you know, it's the last guy I want to talk about is one of the best, nastiest, nastiest relievers I've seen come up in a long time. Says Josh Hader. What happened today was that they he's going to have a, a little bit more of a beefy ERA because. What happened is in the sixth inning, we scored seven runs. He was sitting on the bench waiting to go into the game. 
And I think he must have stiffened up or something because when he got in, he was throwing the ball all over the place. So they had to go and bring in... Uh, they had to bring in the, in the little left-hander and uh, Holden Milner, and he shut him down. I don't know if he's... I don't think he's that little. Man. He's probably like six feet, but he... He did really well. He's done. He's had a hell of a year. He's another one of these reclamation projects that's picked up by, uh, picked up by the Brewers. Uh, he's they're saying they're talking about Uribe, and I'm getting back to his his pitches. His fastball's an eighty, slider's a sixty, and his control his control's a forty. Yeah, he can definitely go into some. Uh, he has some times where he's just not very good. I mean, but he's he's growing. He's he's not applying for social security. He's twenty three years old. Uh, so that's what they got with him. And he's a good guy. You know, he reminds me of. He reminds me of uh, a former Brewer too. Is when the Angels are in the playoffs and they're playing. Uh, San Francisco in the World Series. And and Rodriguez is coming in a lot with the uh with the Frankie Rodriguez is coming in with that freaking slider. And it was nasty. And he he struck out quite a few players and he struck out Bonds, I know that. But he helped protect some leads and uh did a really good job plus he finished you know, the, the Angels were the uh, world champions that year, and I think that was 2004. And it was one of those games, one of those teams that came out of nowhere. They weren't dominating or nothing. And uh, one of the reasons was that because Frankie Rodriguez was so damn good for him. And he was he was young. It was his first year. And he, he had, uh, I don't even know if he'd been in the majors yet. But what happened... I don't. I don't think he was. I don't think he'd even been in the majors until at the end of the year they they put him on the roster because of his of his uh, excellence. So, would the Brewers have anybody like that uh, for nasty pitchers like that? They already got Rebe up there, so that's probably one of the most nastiest guys I see on here. Yeah, Mizorowski is probably just going to be in the bullpen hanging out and talking smack. Um, but that's the, uh, that's what I see with these guys, and I see them. You know, and I'm going to say this, too, is that go through a couple of these draft picks for you, too, that they got. is uh, Mike Bovey, B-O-E-V-E, Mike Bovey, second-round pick. And he's a, he's one of these uh, Billy Bean protege guys that he gets he gets a lot of walks. He's the coach's son. His basically his dad coached uh, in in Hastings, Nebraska. It's probably a one stop white town. But they got a hell of a baseball team. Uh, he's 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 one of the uh, like I say he's he's one of these guys that 
Comes out, he gets more walks, I believe, than strikeouts, usually. He's got 14 walks and 21 strikeouts. And the guy he reminds me of is, uh, I don't know if you remember this guy or not, but Bill Mueller, he was from the, uh, he was on that Redskins, uh, Redskins, oh my God. He was on the uh, Boston Red Sox team in 2003 when they won the, 2004, when they won the World Series. Um, he was a, uh, he, he was a good contact hitter. He didn't hit power, but he was a, he's a line drive machine. He's a decent fielder like this guy is. Um, he's, he's, uh, so he's been, Bovey's been up and, uh, plus he's up and, uh, I think he's up with Wisconsin right now. He is a, yeah, he's in Wisconsin, and he's just, he's a guy to look forward to, that's for sure. Like I say, you know, he's one of these guys that maybe they can use him in a trade, too, to go out and get a uh, top-notch pitcher and top-notch outfielder or whatever. You know, because they gotta they got to protect... Uh, they're going to have to get somebody to cover for uh, Corbin Burns. So some of these guys they picked up, and they've gotten they up from the other... You know, they have signed from uh, Dominican and uh, Venezuela and... Are just been, are, I'm just really giving their system a boost. You know, it used to be the bad. It used to be the Brewers would have like a, would like have a, organization, prospects would be like, really be like nobody in the top 100. And that was going on with Stearns was at DGM too. But with Matt Arnold now they're like. Like I say, Troyles, the, uh, Troyles, the number, uh, number two prospect overall in the whole uh, minor league baseball pipeline. And you would think they'd be bringing him up, but you know what? I don't know if they are even going to bring him up. I would think so. They'd probably bring him up and show him off a little bit. He's 19 years old, though. They might leave him down in the, uh, minors. For this, for the month of September, but look, if he has a strong uh, spring training next year, he could be up there. So that's what we got to look forward to, guys. And it should be, you know, hopefully we can uh, see some good baseball in the next few in the next few years too. And that's why this one is doing this because you know it's just it's it's one of these things that's fun to look at when they're uh, when they're going well. Obviously, if they're not going well, we don't like looking at that stuff. So, you know, it's kind of like uh, what, uh, I don't know, Father Clink, you know, from Belleville, Wisconsin. Father Clink said to my dad one time to me, he says, my dad was having some problems with me, and and uh, he, was getting, he was giving me a hard time about stuff that was bad all the time. And he said that. Father Clink said, well, David, you know, it's kind of like when the Brewers are down 22 to 1. You kind of don't, don't want to look at the scoreboard. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, I, was, I, always have to, I always remember that. And well, I remember it because it was funny. And 
It was so true, you know, and and I think about that a lot. I think about my dad a lot, too, because he was a great guy, but it was just like, you know, he, he had a, uh, he had a whole, he had a, he had a golden heart and a heart big enough to fill the, uh, the Phil Camp Randall Stadium, but, you know, he just, he's something else. But, yeah, that was a, that's one of the, uh, one timeliners I like to use about, uh, about baseball, so, you know, I just have to say, too, if nobody else has told you they love you today, I do, and I say that with the power of love. Thanks for listening, and go Brew Crew!